Welcome to Too Smart for This, a podcast dedicated to knowing better and doing better for ourselves and others, hosted by me, Alexis Barber. In this show, we invite real people and experts to share their stories about how they navigate an ever-demanding society and talk about the personal decisions we make from career to health and wellness. Let's get into it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Too Smart for This. I hope you are all doing super well. Um, before we jump into today's episode, I do want to talk about a few small housekeeping things, um, and then we will get into the meat of the episode. So the first is thank you so much for all of the love and support I've been getting on TikTok. It's really meaning a lot to me. I put so much work into um, building a platform on every single different platform, and this was one where I really love the content. So I'm super happy with how that is turning out. The other thing is that I am going to take a break from creating podcasts for a while. Um, I will consider this up into um, all the episodes that I have this month, the first season of Too Smart for This. And then like most podcasts do, I am going to take a little bit of a hiatus just for like less than two months to create new, better content. I really love podcasting. This is not because I don't like doing this or I'm too overwhelmed. It's because I want to create much better content with incredible guests and bring on great, great, people who are very much out here in the cultural world who are really, really great things to say. And I want to bring them on as well. So that's just going to take a little bit more time to produce. And I did not want to take any breaks, but I know good things take time. So that is what's going to happen. And um, in the meantime, I will be on YouTube uploading frequently as well as on TikTok and Instagram. So I'm clearly not going anywhere. You always know I have something to say, so I will be saying it. So with that being said, I am going to move into the meat of today's episode, which is the truth about being a Black content creator. Um, I have recently been thinking a lot about what it means to be influential and what influencers do and how there are disparities in this space and just what it takes to sort of gain notoriety, fame, etc., um, as a content creator. And I was originally, of course, thinking about this for myself. And I'll just tell you where all this, how this thought originated and what my current takes are on everything. So I was asked by a friend to be interviewed for a research project she's doing about the changing landscape of influence across Gen Z. And so Gen Z is a generation that is labeled as being extremely diverse, that like we um, let anybody can really become famous in Gen Z. Like we very much are like very into making sure everyone feels as though they are heard and making sure everyone has rights. Like we have a lot going on in Gen Z. And I said, I guess I'm a micro-influencer, of course, but like I feel like I am in the lifestyle space and it's very hard to grow in this space because people who do grow in this space happen to usually be skinny white women who are sort of like already kind of privileged and it's sort of hard to really, you know, be relatable and gain a lot of fame really quickly as many of these other influencers have done. And I was like, the main differentiating factor that I think I have as a content creator is that I try to just share my lifestyle as a black woman instead of going to any niche that's like beauty or comedy, for example, where I've seen like similar 
growth for black women as compared to like these white women lifestyle influencers. So that itself brought me to this question of like, is it possible for black women to, or women of color even, to grow in the same way at the same rate or for the same reasons as these white women do? And I was like, actually, I don't know if it is. Like, if so, I would like to be that person because I love content creation. I would do it for free. I pretty much did it for free for the last six months. So it's something I definitely love and I would love to be able to blow up like that. But is it possible for me if I'm not the, quote, relatable person? And then is it possible for dark-skinned Black women to blow up like that? I don't know if it is. And so that got me thinking of this concept of like, what has it really been like for me as a Black content creator? And then two, what does this say about our generation being, quote, super diverse, but the people that we idolize end up looking just like the people that the generations before us idolized? What does it mean about what our generation cares about if all the people that we end up being obsessed with and following and just like becoming the cultural curators of our generation all look the same? What does that mean? So I got to thinking about this and a few of you had some interesting takes when I asked on my Instagram stories. So I do want to share a few of those. The first in the lifestyle area is that someone said is that it's not product market fit. So because the majority of people are white in this like sort of lifestyle content consumption, black people are can't are not marketing to those white people, so therefore like it's just not the right fit. And I was like, well, I don't think that necessarily works because to be completely honest, I follow hundreds of white influencers and I don't follow them because they're white. I follow them because I like their content and because of their privilege, they were probably pushed to me more than the black influencers were. I always have to actively seek out finding black influencers and they always have less followers than the white influencers. And uh, so that itself does not make sense to me because the reason you don't follow you as a white person don't follow black creators is not because they're not relatable. It's because One, algorithms are inherently biased and don't push black creators' content as much. And two, because those like white because those black creators are like you you don't have to. Like black people do have to follow white people because they run the internet. They basically are the creators of so many different niches. Like if I like I when I got on Instagram when I first started, there wasn't a ton of black people to follow. So in order to to consume content, you got to consume white people's content. And when you're a white person and you're living in a world and you're consuming the content of people who just look or act like you or have an aspirational life, you don't really think about that fact. You know, that is a fact. So moving on, that's not really a great way to, I think, to solve the argument. So I dug a little bit deeper. And one of the big reasons that, of course, this doesn't happen is, is the algorithms. But another big thing is sponsorships. And Sponsorships and are something that provide a lot of legitimacy and exposure to influencers and content creators. And unfortunately, many black influencers are taken advantage of because they don't get paid as much. There was a recent article about this woman who has over a million followers on TikTok who was charging something like $500 a post while her black or while her white counterparts were charging of course like over $10,000 a post and that is just 
one example of how difficult it has been for so many Black influencers to sort of get the sponsorships and the money that they deserve rightfully from creating all of this content. And so for me, I've ha- I've experienced that myself. I've experienced people reaching out to me being like, we, like, we definitely want to work with you. Like some brands that I like dreamed of working with, but then they say like, this is not a paid collaboration. And no, I don't have 10,000 followers on Instagram yet, but I do have over 20,000 on TikTok. And it's like, you don't want to pay me for that? Like, it's absolutely absurd. Um, And the Instagram page at Influencer Pay Gap does a great job of chronicling these mis- like this misuse of power that most of these brands are doing, which is so toxic and so frustrating for so many of us. So the sponsorships thing is a big piece, not just because we're not being financially compensated in the same way as white creators, but also because we don't get the same legitimacy applied to us. So many of you saw Addison Rae go on Jimmy Fallon last month, where she essentially did all these dances that were originally choreographed by black influence by, by black choreographers and creators and not an ounce of you know tags were given like no sort of recognition that everything she was doing and everything she and people like charlie d'amelio are famous for comes from these black women in many cases who are creating that culture i mean if you look at charlie d'amelio the moment that took her from like a big star to a, an icon was the Savage Dance, which she appropriated from a black creator. And she later did a video with her and apologized, whatever. Similar with Renegade. Like these things put these creators on the map, but they were originated by black people. So it's like at the end of the day, the companies though are giving the opportunities to the white girls. So the white girl gets to go on Jimmy Fallon. The white girl gets to be in the Super Bowl commercial. And it's because yes, that white girl has a bigger audience. She's more recognizable. Like you can't deny that. But why do you think that is? Why does she have a bigger audience? It's because the algorithm pushes her content more. It's because the black creator didn't get tagged in the video with this person who is outperforming them by hundreds and hundreds of millions of followers. And this person isn't going to get the recognition that they, they deserve because they have the talent. And they're not getting the recognition. So it's it's very difficult in the first place for a company, of course, to want to bring on someone who has a million followers versus 50 million followers. That's understandable. But it's the sacrifice like that that has to be made in order to create equality across these social media platforms. The point of TikTok was to dis- was to democratize social media. Anybody could get famous. Anybody can get on the For You page. It's an equal chance. But the chance isn't actually equal. I will link in the show notes a memo that came out that was saying that TikTok even like discriminates against people of color and black women. I have not met a single like dark skin, even especially black woman who has not had an issue with TikTok itself and community guidelines. I There are people on TikTok that are so bold. They have received so much hate. And it's the same on YouTube. It's the same on Instagram. It's like, When this woman bullied me and I first got a bunch of followers, I also got a bunch of racist trolls in my inbox as well. And like that doesn't happen to white women in the same way. They don't have to face that re-traumatization multiple times, even though they are more talented, even though they are smarter, even though they are doing a better job with their content, they still don't get as much recognition, not only from the algorithms and the companies and the social media itself, but also from the corporations and the sponsorship opportunities that are always going to these skinnier 
quote, prettier European women, which is very, very frustrating. And so it gets to me sometimes as a content creator. I'm like, is what I'm doing worth it? Is this stupid of me? Should I just stop? Like, is my voice even gonna matter if people aren't really listening at this these similar numbers or if people who aren't even talking who are doing things that are just like worse content than me are blowing up faster like it does hurt your soul and then there's also the hate piece of it that gets to a lot of people as well especially darker black women like they face like I could even say like 10 times as much hate like it's absolutely disheartening and so this just brings me to the age-old black proverb, which is you've got to work twice as hard to get half of what white people have. And it's not going to change in this specific instance if one corporations don't step up and start giving better sponsorship opportunities. And two, if creators, white creators specifically, who have this massive platform don't acknowledge that the culture that they have is what the culture that brought them to fame and notoriety is being created by specific people and propping those people up with the platform that the culture they stole was allowing them to build. So that is my rant for this week. Um, I personally am going to continue to create content so that I can be what I didn't have, um, which is a black woman who's just living her life and sharing what she feels and what she sees all the time. And getting compensated for it because so many white women get to do that without having any substance behind them. Whereas on my end, I, I have to have so much substance. I have to be smart. I create content on four to five platforms every single day, every single month. And I still feel as though I grow at a lower rate despite having incredible content. And it's tough. It's the reality. But I just hope that we can have a breakthrough with this. I hope that we can have more black women at the who have the spotlight and more of their talents and their abilities are recognized at a faster, better level. And I hope that this episode will inspire you to seek out some incredible black creators and just shower them with love and appreciation because they deserve it. And think about who you follow, why you follow them, and what you expect from people who don't look like them. So that is the episode for this week. Um, thank you so much for listening. And don't forget, you are too smart to not love yourself. Thank you so much for listening to the Too Smart for This podcast. Be sure to leave a review if you liked it. It takes two seconds. And follow the show on Instagram at Too Smart for This Pod. Check back every Tuesday and Friday for new episodes. And make sure to follow me on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at Alexis Barber for more content about lifestyle, health, and career. And don't forget, you're too smart to not love yourself.